2: Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa demattis Lapore
0: and Anne Baldwin. And we're back here we're for back. another edition of The Connection. How's things?
1: Things are good, Anne. How are you?
0: Good. Lisa DeMattis-Lapori, president and CEO
1: of The Connection. I'm good. Anne Baldwin, CEO and president of Baldwin Media. It's president and CEO. President, you don't say CEO before you say president. But C comes before P, so, so that's I, why. <clears throat> so what? All right, fine. Okay. I'll call you whatever you want me to call you.
0: Oh, Beautiful. I, I know what you should call me, but yeah. Well, thank you, honey. Let's not fight, okay? Let's
1: oh, I love fight. you too much.
0: <laughs> I know. We just, we're just having fun. We're just and, having fun. So, so we've got a, a great guest in the studio. Welcome back, Deb Welcome Borzellino. Deb.
1: Well,
2: hello.
0: And Deb is the Director of Family Support Services for The Connection. Yes, she is. One of your employees doing a great job yes she is well thank you for that Anna yes. I appreciate it yes and this May May that we're in yes. is foster care awareness month it is so something close near. and near and dear to your hearts I know
2: near and dear to the connections heart Mm-hmm.
1: So Deb is really an expert on foster care and children, and she's also a therapist and she brought to the connection a lot of really wonderful skills and actually, the position that Deb has was a position that I had many years ago and it's wonderful to see where Deb has brought the um, the unit where we are, the service area and you know it's, I always love to see new people come in and really add who they are but Deb is really passionate about the work um, that we're doing. So Deb, tell us about our foster care program and what's happening there.
2: So foster care is near and dear to the Connections heart. It's near and dear to my heart as well. There are thousands of kids in the state of Connecticut who are in need of homes. We have an incredible team our team supports our foster parents they support the children in making sure that everyone's needs are taken care of we we were talking about this just as you were talking about being a mom so you're talking about your son and what he needs so when we think about our foster parents they are expected just like we would hope that they are the moms and dads of these children so all that go along with it so If there's a prom that needs to be attended to, they're going to do what they need to do to make sure that the child gets to the prom. And also with that then comes breaks so we help our foster parents in recognizing that they need some breaks at times too Mm -hmm. so offering respite care making sure that the children are involved in enough programming or services or
1: lacrosse
2: and activities and music so that the kids have a very enriched experience as well Um, i was talking to somebody at the connection about why why do we do this and why would a why would a person want to be a foster parent and really it's not just to change a children's life or a child's life or it's to change their own. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and, Because of, if we think about nurturing, you have a dog running around here, right? And it brought everybody's, you know, blood pressure down. Everyone who was petting the dog and nurturing the dog and loving the dog. Well, that's what happens when you have a child in the home.
0: And you know, I've seen the stories because I've been working with a connection so long now that I've met the families who might foster a young child because of certain circumstances through the connection. And they talk about just that. They talk about the fact that You're not just out there doing it on your own. You've got support. You've got services. You've got professionals around you that are seeing you through the process. And every family that I've met has fostered a child and then their situation led to actual adoption. Right. So, you know, it doesn't always, it's not always temporary, but, you know, you hear out of the mouths of, like you said, not only the the kids, but the parents, it changes everybody's lives for it's, the better. It's,
1: really po- it's a really positive experience. We've had so many families over the years in our um, foster care program who really take children in and make them sort of their, they're their own, mm-hmm. right? And and what evolves on both ends is really, it's really beautiful. And I think we all probably can relate because haven't we all mentored someone or someone, our friends, you know, kids or someone that we know or influence them in a way that, is positive for us but also positive for that child we all do it right
0: absolutely now absolutely and it and it doesn't have to be what i would call the traditional you know mom and dad with the white picket fence so who can qualify to become a foster parent
2: adults over the age of 21 we are looking for individuals couples uh we're also looking for LGBTQ uh parents there are a lot of children who are in need, and there are some children who relate much better either to a single parent or, adult, or two parents in a home, male and female, female and female, male and male. So what we do is we need all kinds of parents because we have all kinds of children. And so what we need to do is help to match those children with, with a parent and families that um, look like them, talk like them, and can really envelop them into their family. You know, Lisa, too, you've been
0: doing this a long time at The Connection, and one of the things is, you know... You don't end up in foster care because you had the perfect situation, right? No. So some of these kids, and you, Deb, you can speak to this too. Obviously, is you know they've been through something, something's happened. So some people might call it therapeutic foster care. You know, it's not getting the the newborn baby all you know wrapped no. in a blanket out of the nursery. It's it's no. a,
1: it's it's a reality. It's a reality. It's, these um, these kids have had you know difficulties in life and perhaps their biological parents or whoever was bringing them up didn't have the, the tools or skills to provide for them what they needed and so they've been removed and why don't they, they these kids deserve a second chance and they're all they're all different ages and but look you know what's so beautiful about this program Deb and I know you'll echo this it's the staff the staff are amazing so if I'm a parent a foster parent and I need assistance with a child in my home. That staff is going to embark and be there to help you through whatever you're going through. Plus you have the support of other parents, which we all need a community, Mm -hmm. who will help. And when Deb talked about, Deb, you talked about respite care, other families will take these kids in on the weekend. You know, if they need a break and, you know, we need to regroup and we need to, you know, take another look at things or we're going on vacation. So you have a built in support system. You cannot survive without a child if you don't have that. So to add to that list is date night. Right? So
2: if mom and dad need to have a date night, then we can provide. And and in that foster care community, as you just said, that's such a key factor. So that becomes natural supports. That becomes your extended family as all other foster parents so that you're not going through this alone. So it's not just the agency. And you're right, we have a dynamite staff. I just heard an example yesterday. One of the case managers for our foster care program, I received a phone call. This There was an issue with this child's ride to school and the parents had already left for work this is an older child so it it was okay that he was home alone and this child is about an hour away from where our location is she was jumping in the car to drive to get to pick him up to get him to school because the parents were already at work and they couldn't so to your point about dropping you know, she dropped everything that she was doing and said, he needs to get to school. And that's what needs to happen. So she, he didn't end up getting to school for various reasons that it wasn't necessary in that moment. And it would have been way too late. But the fact that she called me and said, I'm going to move all my appointments. I'm changing everything. And it's here's true. what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. That's who we have, who is there to walk a foster parent
1: through anything. Anything
0: yeah and you know I got to tell you as a former news reporter one of the things that kind of gets me is when it's you know national this month or national that month and May is national foster care month my philosophy is it should be national foster care day every day
2: yes right
0: because this isn't just a need you know it's one it's another opportunity to raise awareness which you guys are doing and I know Joey Logano has been a big supporter and you've got some you know some television advertising that's been out there and um, you know it's great it's an opportunity to do that but this is a need 24/7 it is. 365 it and is. you look at the faces of these people I mean I've met foster families and foster kids through the connection I've met everyone from a four-year-old. To listen to this a twenty eight year old mm-hmm. who was fostered right. by this family and then was adopted at twenty eight yep a, I, isn't I mean that it's, just, it's been such a learning curve for me and it's just so great to to hear the stories and and really the gratitude that these people have whether they're young or old for somebody literally saving their lives in some cases
2: last September we had two foster brothers so they were from two different biological families who were living in the same foster parent home who not only graduated high school but went to college together and roomed together and that's where they are right now and they go home for weekends to their foster family that's awesome. and they do sunday dinners and they do so to your point and the phrase that keeps coming up in and um that's used a lot in foster care is it does take a village. And uh-huh. we're a part of the village. So the Connection is part of the village. DCF is part of the village, the Department of Children and Families. Foster families are a part of it. What you're doing here is you're advocating. I mean, then you're part of the village that helps put the word out that says, we need this. We need your support. We need your help. And, and Joey Logano and everything that his organization has done, it's all part of the village. It's amazing, it's amazing. Uh-huh. It's amazing it is
1: so if if there's folks out there deb that are listening and might be interested in getting more information about um our foster care program besides accessing our website theconnectioninc.org yes the connection inc all one word
0: dot org that's the best place you know for the website um, go there the information is there um, like I said, there's going to be television ads that are airing on uh, Fox sixty one and News twelve, so right. that information will be out there. You know, Deb, you're going to be doing some uh, TV interviews oh, as yes. well, getting yes, she is. getting the word out there. And you know, you got to see it to believe it. There's also some videos on the Connections website um, about foster care. So if you want to see it and hear it and feel it, that's a really good way to do it too, because um, it's like we kind of owe it to each other. You know, we really do. It's just, um, it's, it's, it's not only benefits the child, the family, but it benefits society.
2: It does. Because when you think about it, if no one took in these two foster kids who are at school right now in college and who are completely changing the trajectory of their lives, what would have happened to them?
1: Exactly. So
2: here they are now saying, just no my ending is going to be very different than my beginning Mm -hmm. and that's what foster parents do they help make an ending for a child very different than the beginning that a child was exposed to not of their own fault
0: Mm -hmm. right right a friend of a dear friend of mine her daughter and her wife um have adopted two siblings so um they actually fostered, they started to foster them. They had first, it started with a little girl and then, um, that mother had another baby and it was a boy and they thought it was important to keep the siblings together. So they fostered the two and, you know, recently adopted these kids and they are just such an amazing, happy family. And it's giving these two women an opportunity to have a family that, you know, from a different perspective Mm -hmm. in a different way. So, it's it's a solution to a lot of things with people's lives.
2: We I used to work for the children's probate court and I worked for a children's probate judge and the best few days every year was adoption day. Mm. Oh, I bet. Oh, not a dry eye in the courthouse. It was just amazing and he would always have the children come up and take the gavel and and make the proclamation themselves, Aww. which I just, uh, I that could tear up goosebumps. just thinking about it right now. It was amazing to watch that. It was absolutely amazing. And, you know, the other thing about besides adopting, there was, a, there was another family that comes to mind, and I absolutely love this story, where this family was fostering these children for, for quite a while. The parents were able to do what they needed to do to... Um, be reunified with their child. Once that whole process happened, the foster family and the biological family became friends and the, the biological family made the foster family um, their godparents. Oh wow. oh, wow. So when you talk about that village, mm-hmm. going back to it, they became the village that wrapped around this family. It's just beautiful. And you bring
0: up a good point, Deb, too, because it, it foster care doesn't always lead to adoption. No. Nope. And the goal really is, in a lot of these cases, mm-hmm. I work in a building where DCF is here, yep. is to reunite, if possible, yes. with a, a family member or the biological parent or parents. So that's, you know, that's ultimately the ultimate goal. And, and sometimes that does happen. But it's a temporary safe space, right, for these kids to put their head down on a a pillow at night and to know that you know there's there's going to be a meal on the table and and clothes to wear. I mean some of those things we take for granted, but you know for a little kid or a young person, you know, to not have that sense of security.
2: And the generosity of the foster families when you think about how they're taking someone into their heart. They're taking someone into their home. And they're also letting the child know, and you know what? There's enough room in your heart for all of us. Still love your mom and dad. It's okay. Exactly. And, st- st- it, and we'll all do this together. That and
0: sometimes just, they have other children, too. Yes, you know, oh yeah, you absolutely. Can bring, absolutely. You can have an existing family, or maybe your kids are gone off to college or wherever, and it's time to you know, give back a little bit. Now, I know this is one of those sensitive issues, but there is some monetary support too for um, foster care and especially therapeutic foster care, correct? A-
2: absolutely. There There is a stipend um, that comes uh, with this because obviously, you know, children need clothing, they need food. You're talking about those activities. Um, so that is really included in the stipend. So, yes, you do bring up a good point because that's important for people to know right. because most of us are on a fixed, you know, budget. And right. and so we, you know, I think that's actually important. I'm glad you said well,
0: that. Well, you know, and sometimes I, I'm not sure if I should bring it up or not, but let's be realistic about it is that it is an expense. It's very expensive. Yes. I know how I much my kids cost. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That likes to play music and guitars. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it is important, but you know, it's maybe it's sometimes it's a little uncomfortable because what we don't want are people signing up to be foster parents as a as a revenue generator. No, this is no. not a revenue generator. Trust me, it may cover your costs, but it is not a revenue generator. This has got to come from the heart, not the pocketbook.
2: Well, like our children right. selves. My son is not a revenue generator, right? So yeah. you're to your point. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet.
0: Soon he will be.
2: I hope so. Um, I did want to say, because Lisa brought up the website, and she talked about the website, but I'd also really like to take a second just to give the phone number. So just in case, you know, you're welcome to call 855-HELP-955. That's 855-HELP-955.
0: Okay. And we'll give that number out a, a little bit later, again, along with the website, so as we mentioned at the top of the show, Deb Borzolino is here. She's the Director of Family Support Services for The Connection and very involved and really the voice in the face of the foster care program at The Connection these days. And maybe in Foster Care Awareness Month, here we are, but every day there's such a great need. And, um, you know, not only in our state, but nationally, there's a great need for this. And so that's what we're trying to do this month is really share the upside and the experiences and the outcomes of not only from the foster parent situation, but from the foster kid situation. So that's what it's all about, right?
1: Absolutely. So we really, we're always looking for, new parents to come aboard and take this um, take this on and learn about our children. So, you know, we're hoping that if you're, if you're interested that you'll contact the connection and get more information. How
0: extensive is the process though? Some so, people might say, well, what do I got to go through?
1: Well,
2: it, there is a training uh, program that's mm-hmm. really important that um, people t- participate in. So in order to become a foster parent, there is a 10-week training program. There's of course paperwork, because life is paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to do background checks, and when you think about it, of course, so if we're going to put a child into a family's home, we want to make sure that everyone over the age of 18 in that home is safe and is safe to be around that child. Mm-hmm. And, um, But that's really about it. Uh, but But it's all in preparation. You talked about it before, Ann, about these children have had some difficult situations in their lives. And so we are prepping parents to help them how to connect with these children and how to support these children during this transition. So that's a lot of the training as well. And I did want to say about needing other foster families. One of the things that we've been doing is called Fosterware Programs, uh, like foster wear like Tupperware, like Tupperware. remember Tupperware yes oh, yeah. I'm dating <laughs> myself oh,
0: I, no remember it I just got invited to a Tupperware party are you, you kidding still me still have them okay. somebody has them I and know. no so, I'm not going
2: so one of the things that if you're interested in being a foster uh, parent or just even gathering more information on it you could actually host a foster wear uh, party where you invite friends and relatives so that you're not doing it alone and you would have a whole team of people you already know who could all potentially do it together and you know what it's probably not for everybody no I mean there are some people that that once
0: they look into this and say you know it's not for me and that's okay that's That's okay because you've got to really dig deep and you've got to look at your situation and you know it's like anything you've got to make sure that you can take it on with what what you've already got going on life some people probably just say hands up,
2: can't do it. That's all right. And that's fine too. And here's the other piece. You don't have to become necessarily a full-time foster parent. What if you're just willing to do some respite? So during a, a foster wear party, maybe three people want to become f- full-time foster parents, and there's two other families that they know that become the respite for those families. So everybody knows each other, the children are comfortable, and the parents are comfortable, Yeah, and it Again, there's their village. So then they have their own little village as well. I wish I would have had a respite phone call when I had
0: <laughs> when I had my it. teenagers. Yeah, you need one now. I do. <laughs> Nico can stump stay at my house, but not the girlfriend.
1: He'll he'll come and stay and keep you and, Bill Teddy, and Teddy. Teddy happy. Company, right. Up. Right.
0: So um, again, we want to give that number out again. If you're interested and want more information, uh, you can contact the folks at the connection, Deb Borzolino and her great staff, eight five five four three. Three five seven nine five five, or as Deb said earlier, eight five five help nine five five, or you can go to theconnectioninc.org as well. There's lots of information. There's videos. There is, yes. Um, you know, I mean, you guys have been at this a long time at the Connection, and you've made a significant difference in the state of Connecticut. And I think your supporting agencies, you know, are grateful for that. But we should all be grateful for that because, like I said earlier, it just benefits society as a whole sure does it really does i mean how can you be so heartless when some of these kids are so helpless you know you just i don't get it so what is your final thought um deb as we've got just a couple of minutes left what do you want to leave people out there what kind of thought do you want to leave them with
2: to think of this in terms of having a grateful heart and as a way to pass on blessings and love and nurturing to a child in need, and know that that will come back to you twofold.
1: Couldn't be more beautifully said, Dip. It's We have pictures in our office of our foster families, um, and I see that, I look at those pictures, and, I, and it just makes me happy to see that Folks are willing to open their hearts and their homes and bring children in and make them a part of their own. And it's, it's amazing to see what happens at the end. Right.
2: And when you want to talk about everyday heroes, our foster parents are everyday heroes. Oh yeah,
1: they are.
0: Yep. Everyday heroes. I've had the pleasure of meeting some. And I remember too, I met this one little, I think he was a four year old boy and they were fostering a five year old and, you know, obviously visually they look different. They were different. But the guy put put his arm around. Him. He says, "You know what? This is my new brother. I'm so happy to have a brother." And the two, we got them playing in the backyard and just having a good old time. You know, other than the notable differences in the in the color of their skin, they were brothers, man. And and that's that was just it was just so great. I mean, there's nothing like it. Just puts a smile on your face. So hats off to you, Deb, for doing the great work that you do and continuing to do that. Lisa, you know, for keeping the ship afloat and making sure that, you know, <laughs> goals and objectives are, are made and that you've got such good staff there doing such great things. So, our
2: fearless leader. You're She's fearless, our fearless leader.
0: Yes, and she is fearless. That's for sure. We know that. Well, this was a great program. We want to thank all of you for listening. Again, if you'd like more information, go to
1: theconnectioninc.org. On behalf of myself, Ann Baldwin, and Lisa Dematis. We want to say thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Connection on
0: WTIC News Talk
1: 1080.
0: Platform with something for everyone. News.
1: In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The Step Back Three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire.
0: Yes, And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here
2: on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.